Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Recce. I'm joined by Rana Horan. Rana, welcome along. Our, our most recent NZRC round winner. I bet that one was uh, felt pretty sweet, mate. <laughs> it felt all right. You know, I wasn't expecting it. I don't think uh, myself, I wasn't fastest on the day, but I was possibly second fastest. And then, um, you know, things develop as the rally goes on. And I was sort of, you know, I was pretty happy. <laughs> You were there or thereabouts. I mean, um, that forest stage, it's one that really seems to gel with you, that Kakahu forest. Is, is it something that you really enjoy about forestry stuff or maybe a bit of background from the off-roader or does it just work? I just think I'm comfortable in it. I, I, it's it's pretty dodgy all the way through there, but I just think I'm comfortable in it. And um, obviously has to live up south here and blaze around in forests all the time and doing the off-roading and, and stuff. I just, yeah, I don't. I don't think I go particularly fast. I just go particularly constant. Yep. And and that's the, I reckon that's my key to it. How much is in those situations? How much is it about understanding the grip and, and different you know surfaces and things like that? Because obviously that's that's a very very tricky part when you're under shade and. Yeah. So the, so this year was uh, quite a bit drier. I thought in the, in the previous years when you get in the pine needles it was really slippery. So. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a fluke half the time, I reckon. You just you look at it, you give it a bit of a break check, and then you sling it in and see what happens and see where it goes. But uh, And then I try to normally try and scrub off the speed early, so driving around a corner as opposed to trying to deal with it in the corner. Yep, yep. No, that all, that all makes sense. Um, yeah, let, let's rewind back to it, because you know, you're now a two, two-time round winner. Um, you've been doing this, I think, you know, less than six years um, in terms of rallying. Um, talk us through, like, what, obviously, you've done the off-roading stuff. What attracted you to rallying and, and got you into it? I don't know, really. I was just looking for another sport. Off-roading was getting few and far between. Yep. Um, the thing with off-roading was struggling for land. No one wanted to let you on their farms or in their forests, and so the racing was getting, yeah, as I said, few and far between, and, and I'd actually, um, we are just talking about this the other day, I actually had gone to, I got shouted a Father's Day present, I think, when I maybe was 43 or something like that. And I went out to Dale, um, yeah, Dale Perry's, you know, really do a lap. And Stephen Barker was the guy, he does, they don't remember, but I got taken around for a lap and then I got to drive and I thought, oh, this is great. And I said to Dale at the time, oh, I'd love to do rally. And he says, oh, you can do it pretty cheap. And I said, no, nah, I want to do it. And if I do it, I'm going to do it properly. Yep. And he goes, you know, and he says, no, no, you don't have to spend the big money. And I was like, no, I do. I just want to wait till I'm ready. <laughs> and then I came in at a crack. So, and yeah. You did jump in at the deep end. Um, I think from memory, we seated you about 40-something in 2017 Rally New Zealand. We go, who the hell is this guy? You just bought you know, the, the Evo off Phil Campbell. Um, what would you yeah. like? Because I, I guess some of that off-road experience, because you were catching cars hand over fist. Yeah, I know. It's pretty hard to rock up to an event and say, I think I'm faster than you when you haven't done anything. <laughs> Can I go up the order? But um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just got in there and um, I just gave a shit. You know, I had a pretty good car. That X car full camels was good. Had heaps of power. And I didn't have to change gear that much because it had so much power. And um, and it's and it was really, it stuck to the road really good. So I just started climbing. And you know, off-roading, you're always trying to chase dust. As soon as I saw it, a hint of dust or <laughs> smelt something in front. I was like, there's a car around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I so said, there he is. And that sort of gets me going and gets me all juiced up to go push faster and try and catch up. 
Uh, yeah. And then I was wondering what to do when you catch up. Do you give them a nudge like an off-roading? <laughs> do you give them a bang in the back and say, I'm here, and then move over, I'm coming past? So I can't remember what I did, actually. I just I think I got to the next bit and said, oh, can I, do you mind if I go in front? I think Michael said, do you mind if you go in front a couple? So we caught up to you. Two, two toots, two taps, two tons, mate. The, yeah, that's the, the one. Will tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they say there's, there's, you're not allowed to do it, but uh, it happens out there. Oh, of course it does. Of course it does. Yeah. So. In off-roading, I mean, you get a good shunt up the bump. <laughs> <laughs> Those fiberglass paddles bend back easy, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so from there, you basically, you were straight into championship competition the next year and more or less straight on the pace. Yeah. I, I think you were fifth or sixth at Otago, and then we got to Canterbury, and you were fighting for the lead and on the podium. And did you expect to be that quick in, in your rise to genuine contender? Uh, I was just, I was just chasing the excitement, man. You know, so I was, the excitement was cool. I was actually really buzzing out about everything, and just this was just great. So, you know, as soon as I put the helmet on and started the car and got racing, I was into it, man. I just was just really really keen and just really you know i was i was doing all wrong i remember um near lawport saying mate you got to break before the corners and and get the car turning not deal with it after the corner and on the outside and i was like oh yeah that sounds like a good idea <laughs> <laughs> you'll be a lot tighter and you got to hit the apex not scream past it so, <laughs> i think i was just excited just excited in the you know sort of the chase it was not not too far after that that the skoda came on the scene was that yeah. sort of like a year where we're into this? This is this is yeah. That was a big step because it was it was expensive, and I looked at the uh, AP4s and I looked what was overseas, and I worked out I couldn't afford a new one. So just like uh, when I bought the the Eva, I sort of got the best of the last technology. Yep. And and they're proven and reliable, and there was a you know I did the same for that car. It was sort of three or four years old already. They'd proven itself to be a fast car, and that model had been proven itself and then when I jumped in there it was just really easy to drive yep and and you didn't have to think much like a lot of the guests who it was taken out of thing because just access it on the computer and talk to a consultant I guess and he goes oh yeah you yeah, look at this track here this would be similar to that and you go in there and it has all the settings and you go click 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 change 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 because that was it I guess with with your setup to it you know you you've got Mike who's your co-driver who does a lot of the work on the car it's not like the big flash workshops that that you're going to, and it's a really you know, family environment, isn't it? You know. Yeah, well, Mike's the brains behind the operation. Um, definitely with the cars and everything, he's built engines, he's built race cars um, for us. He pretty much handles most of our race cars. We've got a few in the family now, so we've got two boys, and they're on motorbikes and all sorts of things. Um, but yeah, he's the real brains in the, of the operation. I'm um, tied up at work most of the time, uh, and Lanier, she she runs pretty much the management of it, which is she reckons is nearly a full time job, just entering and paying bills and you know buying parts and Mike buys the parts, she pays for them and just accommodation and all that stuff. But yeah, and then we've got Ian and Morgan and Fluffy and that that um, and Howard that come along and help out just on race day, and we've got sort of Ian's another guy. He's working with Mike at the moment, pretty much semi full time. Yep. So, and they're at Mike Shed in Taupo, that's where it all happens. And like Lanier's just been down today and picked up Brooklyn's car and come back. And Mike's working on another car down there. So, <laughs> good times. <laughs> Don't want to let too many secrets out, you know. Oh, yeah, there's a few cars in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so I mean that first year with the Skoda, basically within twelve months of, of rallying, you were off. You were doing uh, WRC Australia, like that must have been a, a mega adventure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I'd, like everyone, I'd seen them race, and I thought, oh, here's an opportunity. It's, you know, I didn't think it was ever coming back to New Zealand, so it's never going to be any closer and any cheaper. So we jumped over there, um, and then I got to see what the other the top guys were doing, and I was like, oh, I wonder why they're doing this, and I wonder why they're doing that. Um, and just learned a bit, really, how it all works. Who's who in the zoo, really, and who's the big cheeses and who's not the big cheeses. And, <laughs> and then just, yeah, I just learned a bit. And we were actually having a really good rally in that. We got undone by a $2 part. And the reason we are having a good rally was when I started, I was seated not far behind the top guys. So when I went to break, I'd look down the road another 50 metres and go, well, they're breaking up there. So all I did was just kept driving to the next braking line and then turned in when they did and flew over the hill and went, landed and went, wow. The car holds on. The car does all the stuff I never thought it did. And that's when I learned, oh, I can go a bit further, a bit faster keep, and all that. Keep pushing. I mean, how hard is it to develop? As you say, you you spend a lot of time, you know, your business is, is you know, big and it keeps you very occupied. Um, yep. and, and you're up against these guys that are, you know, uh, well, they're not full time, but um, you know they're they're very career driven in in terms of trying to get to the front and you know someone like Hayden who's who's obviously pretty much full time doing it. How hard is it to to pick up the speed and and try and you know because I'm guessing you're not sitting in the office all day watching in car. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. No, I, I see rallying as as an escape from all the business because when you're going so fast, I don't think about. It things in business i actually think i'm on the road and, and i actually get really excited about the whole situation um and in terms of racing you know I, when i'm when i go out there i'm not racing hayden yeah. oh, he's you know as far as i'm concerned he's in league of his own i'm racing with everyone else in behind you know our little pack in the back and trying to keep up the top of it and that's my little goal you say that but you're now five points behind him yeah <laughs> yeah through various other things too you know <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so you got to the, you know, 2019. It was a bit, bit of a tough year, I think, to start with from memory, but you finished with with the win. How sweet was that first rally win for you and, and your team? Oh, yeah, obviously we're excited. You know, you go, I finished, every time I finished the year, i like, right, in the off-season, we've got to go and rent the forest. We've got to do these many Ks. We've got to do this. We've got to do this, 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 and that. And then summer comes and we go boating and drinking and <laughs> and doing heaps of other stuff until the new year and then go, shit, we're going to race in a month or so. We're going to start thinking about racing. But the, I, mean, I mean, the thing I've learned and, you know, talking with Hayden and, and those other guys is you've got to do Ks. You know? Ks cost money. And, and if you can't do Ks in a rally car, then you've got to try and do it on a dirt bike or something else or in another discipline. Hell, even driving to the dairy if, you, if you're up for it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that win was I mean, little did we know at the time but I think you if by my numbers hold the record for the longest period before you've been defeated because we didn't have a championship in 2020 so for 18 months oh. you were the last round winner until we got to Otago in 2021 so there's a bit of a Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm quite jammy with luck, believe it or not. <laughs> quite a bit. I have a lot of things, a lot of little things come my way in, in personal life and in business. You know, it's uh, 
just is what it is. You, you, make, it. you make your own luck, mate. You make your own luck. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, 2021, like, basically from there, Rana was absolutely a contender. You know, you couldn't think about who's who's going to win these rallies without, you know, you being in that mix. Um, yeah. It took a little while to get the next win, but there was the, as you say, behind Hayden, the best of the rest performances and, and things like that. Um, yeah. How good was it? When you know you got no Hayden at, at Timaru, that trophy was there to fight for. Um, and, and look, you were—I understand—a little bit short on tyres and a few things like that. So not not quite, you know, the full gun at the gun fight. Um, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really lacking uh, any. We're like, sure, I didn't have the right things, but I wasn't um, totally without. So yeah. you know, it wasn't a negative. Yep. So it's just like it was. A, I just wish I had more of them. I could have done more options. I wish I had some K8s and all this other stuff. But, you know, we're still all right. Um, what went through your mind halfway through that power stage when you see Ben parked up? Well, it was one of those things. We knew everyone was, well, I knew Ben was going to have a crack at it. And I thought, I'm going to have a crack at it too. And Ben had good reason to have a crack at it. And I would have done the same thing, you know, because because of the way the points worked for him and, and there's Hayden. and um. Yeah, I mean, I put it in my sights, and, and he did too, obviously. But to do it, everyone had to push. So, um, yeah, going through the stage, we were we were right. To be honest, in that rally, I'm losing a lot of time. I'm missing the apexes by a long shot. You know, I just most corners I'm way out, way wide. But um, you know, sort of working for me. So, <laughs> I reckon if I can tidy that up, I might gain some more seconds to try and get back in touch with Ben. But uh, you know, in that last stage or the power stage. I was bloody surprised to see Ben come running over the hill. <laughs> and at the same time, I was like, are you okay? And at the same time, I was like, wow, this is good luck. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And Mike just goes, just finished the race now. <laughs> just got to finish. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I, how were the nerves going to, you know, those, those stages, and I know you particularly enjoy that stage around levels at, at Timaru, but how often we've seen uh, good results oh, come undone. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I went wide on the grass a few times, and I was like, oh, come on, sort it out. <laughs> but yeah, there's been plenty of times you've seen, um, you know, seeing stuff get undone, especially in the last stage, you know, break here or you, you're touring back and run out of fuel or, you know, something goes wrong. So it's never over till it's over. Absolutely. Um, so obviously that, that win, you know, again, another sweet one with, with a really tight-knit team. Um and it's a good family team, and, and that yeah. you know, really flows on to, I guess, in the last weekend too, family, and you talk about Brooklyn and, and his car, um, yeah. second outright at, at Taranaki Tarmac, really, as a 14-year-old. You know, can't, can't even drive on the on the road, had to have Mike drive yeah. the touring stages. I mean, as a dad, you must be mega. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. It was a great weekend. I, I was running all over the shop like a mad idiot, just trying to chase him. <laughs> I was just like, like when I was young watching WRC, I was running up roads and round corners until another car come and then up the railway tracks. Um, and yeah, we had our, our usual family crew, Mike and Liz and Ian and, and Morgan and Lanier and myself were there. And and we were sort of sitting there going, oh, because at the start of it, they had him seated at 21, whatever it was, 21st. Yep. And that was a good position. We'd discussed this because we didn't want any pressure on him to achieve anything. We just wanted him to finish the rally. And then when we get to the pits, there were a lot of people saying, no, no, we want him ahead of us uh, because they think he's faster. And I was like, well, how do you know? We don't even know. 
Um, and I don't really want the pressure on him to think that he's got to be the fastest here. I just want him to go and have fun and enjoy it. And um, so anyway, they they rolled him up a few. I forget what position, maybe 12th or 11th. And then, um, yeah, and then we're standing on the first stage and there was a minute between cars and some were, you know, close and closer than a minute. And then the car before Brooklyn comes through and we're like, oh, wow, you know, he's hoofing and, the next thing we hear another car very shortly after, and I was going, holy heck, here he is here. And then Morgan was standing with his phone, and he finishes the thing, and he goes, holy shit, he's just done a third. <laughs> it was like, we were like, yeah. Yeah. And had awesome fun. We ran about 2Ks back to the car, drove as fast as we could to the next stage, had to run about 2Ks into the stage just to catch up to him. And um, and he's sitting there nice and quiet, and I go in, and I, I Screaming the car, wow, that's wicked. I start banging him on the chest and high fiving him. And Lucas, oh, thanks, Dad. He's <laughs> <laughs> going, Are you excited? Are you excited? He goes, Oh, yeah, that yeah, was pretty good. It's all right. And then he put the window up and says, Oh, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like more hard work being on the sidelines than it is in the car. Oh, yeah, but it was good fun. And it's, uh, as you say, it's, you know, they're pretty proud. I think everyone in our team was pretty proud of, of his result. Um, yeah, we, we've been talking a bit, and we're conscious of the fact the next steps. We just want to keep building confidence and not put pressure on or expectations to to do good. You know, just have a good time and concentrate on driving tidy. So, what does the future hold? I guess for your whole team, you know, because obviously, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of talent there with Brooklyn, um, a lot of talent there with Dad too, um, and you know, whispers of a new car and a few things like that on the way. Uh, what does it hold? Yeah, we'll keep going. I'll keep going and rallying for a bit. You know, at the end of the day, I don't really want to rally in the same rally as my son in the same category <laughs> because it's all about because I'll get competitive <laughs> <laughs> and we'll start slanging matches. <laughs> I'll start doing something that's not right. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's about it's about building his confidence. And um, you know, I got another son as well that races in the off roading and. He's just begun his career at work, so at the moment he's got to do his first year of working and going to work and missing out on the fun. So this, I need to do something with him, which will probably be back in off-roading because that's all he seems to like at the moment. Okay. Yep. Um, that and being the fastest truck up the bombing range with all his mates, ripping <laughs> up the dunes and stuff. Um, and with Brooklyn, we get—I mean, the, we've got him in the TR86. That, I asked him on the weekend, how, did that help? And he said, absolutely, immensely helped the yep. lines. He, he said, the lines I would have taken prior to doing 86 and the lines I took after doing 86 are miles apart. Oh, wow. Yep. And even and even he said, uh, a couple of corners I was late. He was late on the apex, but he actually ended up being a better a line. Yep. He said, I did a late apex in, and whatever he called it. Yep. And he said, it actually worked out right. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he was just used to the speed too, he wasn't flipping out about how fast he was going. All he could say was, oh, the car doesn't go fast enough because it's on the limiter going, <laughs> tapping away. Da, da, da. Run out of steam. Yeah, but I guess the good thing, take out of that, was he was comfortable with the whole situation. Um, and talking to Mike, he said he would only made two mistakes in the whole that whole rally. So he went wide on one and probably, I think, did a cut too big on another, and that was it. Yep. But he said other than that, he, he seemed to handle it pretty well, so. Yeah, yeah, certainly seems to have a pretty pretty calm head on his shoulders, especially for, mm. for a young fella. So, yeah, so the future for us is just keep racing and driving anything we can, 
So we run out of energy, I guess, and money or something. One of the two, whichever comes first. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, I guess a, a dream would be to have WRC back, get get a bit of revenge. Um, last year was yeah. a bit of a, a sour note. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, it happens, man. You know, I've, I've been to that many races uh, off-roading and everything that um, I actually don't get stuff off anymore. I just go, well, let's go on to the next thing. Like at WRC, we went out on a part and I didn't stay and watch the rally. We went and we went to the Gold Coast, I think, we went to SeaWorld and we just pretty much went home and sweet, let's go to the Gold Coast, let's go roller coastering, let's do something else and um, carry, carry on with life. Just carry on with life. It's no biggie. Um, so, because you spend a lot of time, a lot of money getting to a race. So if you have a failure, I mean, no one wants to, to do that. Yep. And things happen, you know. If you do it twice, do the same mistake twice in the preparation, then probably need to look look at yourselves or ourselves. But um, in general terms, yeah, it is what it is. I don't want to get stressed out. I'm there for fun. That's what I say to our team. We're here for fun. I know it's serious stuff, but I don't want to get too stressed out about being serious or professional because we're not a professional crew. We're just a, a crew having fun. What what a way to sum it up, mate. Hey, um, thank you very, very much for your time, Ron. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a, a great chat, and um, yeah, we'll catch everyone at home next week. Okay, mate. Thank you.